What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Joining me today on uh, the bandwagon is a uh, a very special guest. One, not only is he my cousin, but also um, a founding member of uh, the Punjabi Villains, um, who are arguably one of the biggest Punjabi movement football organisations in the UK. Uh, Money, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can. How's it going? Good, good, good. So this is a bit of a strange one, really. Again, which is a, a more for, a more formal kind of interview. I know, um, weird. I know. So how's it? How's it been going? Good. Not bad. Not bad. Just, uh, just in living lockdown life. Waiting. Well, the barbers to uh, slow down a little bit. <laughs> Getting that availability. Yeah, uh, this is this is the, this is the first one for me after having a trim. So, um, hopefully, people can start seeing that actually his haircut is actually pretty decent. <laughs> but you got the you got the Clark Kent going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I get so, all the time. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. Um. So the Punjabi villains. Then how how did it start, and what is it all about? So we started about I would say twelve plus years ago. Some, oh, probably even longer than that. I think. Um, I think I joined about 12 years ago, but um, it just started off as just um, up and lads knowing each other, a group of friends that, you know, followed the same football team and um, started to go to the games together and stuff like that. It was actually a guy called Neats that started it. But unfortunately, he passed away um, um, a good few years back. Uh, but he was the one that started, so all, all um, props go to him for um, having, having the vision to start it. Um, but it, that's how we started. It was just kind of going to the games, um, mutual friends, having a good time. And that just grew into um, knowing other people that supported Villa, asking them if they wanted to kind of jump on board, um, which they did. And it, and it kind of stemmed from there. 
Um, I was one of the um, early members. Um, I wouldn't say I was a founding member, but I was, I was definitely one of the early members um, into it. I'm going to say members. It's not like we pay a membership um, yeah. like that. Uh, you don't have to get, um, you don't have to pay um, to get, come in or, or get get beaten with a stick or anything. <laughs> um, so, you know. Not yet. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we just kind of um, maintain contact, contact through, uh, before WhatsApp it was, I'm pretty sure. So it was like email trails and stuff. Um, and then it was, the you know, WhatsApp chats and, and stuff like that kept getting bigger and bigger. Um, but in terms of where we got kind of really big and really popular um, with the wider public was probably about two or three years ago. I think that's when we kind of really gained, uh, gained some momentum. Um, and that was because um, of, of something that we dealt with that happened um, in the national limelight, uh, which was a racist incident. And the way we dealt with it, we can go into it, but the way we dealt with that kind of snowballed and um, we our platform grew bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, and then obviously when we got bigger, we, we were able to concentrate on doing kind of good for our community uh, through uh, charity events and just making people aware what Punjabi people are all about, really. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I must say, actually, that we, we took inspiration from um, uh, the Wolves Boys, Punjabi Wolves. Um, they were the first guys that kind of um, done the whole Punjabi supporters group. So um, mm. uh, to... Um, Punjabi Wolves. They were the they were the kind of um, the OGs in this, um, and you know we've got no issues in kind of um, uh, giving props to anyone or bigging anyone up because the main part of um, Punjabi villains is that we we don't have um, our egos are in check. You know, there's there's plenty of us to kind of um, check each other. You know, pull each other back or keep people. Yeah, back. yeah. There's not. There's not a main bunda that uh, runs PV. You know, so if, if you see me, that doesn't mean I run it. If you see someone else, that doesn't mean they run it. Um, it's not run by anyone. Um, but there's not a leader or anything like that. So over collective. It is. It is. And and that the reason for that is literally just just to make sure that people are on their toes when it comes to um, um, coming down a peg or two if they feel a bit special. If they're getting a bit, um, <laughs> as, as it happens, you know, everyone's human. They might get a bit uh, bumped out if um, they get too much um, praise. So um, our biggest thing is to to be faceless, really. This is probably uh, one of a handful of interviews that we've ever done where, where there's someone on screen. Yeah, someone face. And even in our own podcast, our, our, podcast, our podcast is audio only. Mm. Um, just, you know, part of the reason is just because we don't want, people to associate necessarily a person with PV. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it's a bit, it's important. For so there you are a bit of a scoop here anyway. <laughs> so yeah. it was, it was going to happen. Just taking it back, uh, we'll get to the incident a little bit later on. Um, why did you feel there was a bit of a need for, the, for a Punjabi villa organisation? Was there, what well, I'm, I'm probably lead into it, was there something where, you know, the Apre fans, because normally the Apre fans are like traditional United, Liverpool or whatever, Arsenal. Mm. Was there 
was the team in itself or was there an organization missing the the opera influence in that way the desi market so to speak um we did we didn't look at it like that originally um and we probably barely look at it like that now yeah it was just like-minded friends uh that wanted to get together and, and go to um a football game together and you know you've been to football matches um and probably the majority of people have now but you, you know we've been to football matches in the 80s and 90s where it was really intimidating um you know when you yeah, were we're minorities now but we were really the minorities back in them days um and you do have that that kind of strength in numbers attitude as well so it was if you could go with a, a few one there then you just felt a bit more safer as well um in terms of kind of um the market of um like doing in terms of a marketing way we didn't it's been like that um it, it's just kind of it's it's always been a friendship first um friendship led organization yeah um so it's it's never been kind of anything more than that it's it's always been um okay so what should we do now should we do this and should we do that and you just do that by talking with each other so it's you know that's how that's how that's how we got started and that's really how we are right now yeah i, I think it was i think what i was kind of um, leading on to was that how it's kind of uh, professionalized from being just an email thread okay it's the jump onto whatsapp is pretty easy isn't it like because there's a bunch of like-minded people but then you obviously there's been a conscious decision to see if you know if you ever go when you guys do look onto the website or you do look on how the accounts are run you know they're very they you know there's almost a business like feel of it in terms of like yeah. it's so professional so whereas you got a bunch of this the upgrade will be like yeah let's do this and it's kind of like half-hearted you can yeah. actually see that there's like time and commitment put into that yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I would agree with that. I mean, and we went, we came onto socials quite early, um, and again, it was just, it was just kind of making our presence known that okay, Villa have got up and job B following, actually, you know, and that's how we kind of started on the socials. But then, when as we got bigger, as we got bigger, as we got bigger, as we got more popular, um, we used to get asked for things. You know, do you guys have t-shirts? Do you guys have badges? Um, where do you guys uh, go pre-match? Where do you go post-match? This, that, the other. And we thought, you know what? I mean, we've got um, people asking us all the time for these things. Let's just do it. Mm. Let's um, let's create a shop, a PV shop. Let's create a website. Let's, you know, um, put news on there for, uh, you know, whatever's happening in Villa or whatever else. Um, and it all, be, it all stemmed from us just getting bigger and bigger. And um, it it's not only... I know we call Punjabi villains, but we're not just associated with Villa. We highlight and we will highlight, continue to highlight um, and champion all Punjabi people. A- anything that something, if someone does something good and they're Punjabi, we would 100% champion it. You know, and we'll use our platform to, to kind of raise their profile. So mm. just as much as we possibly can. If, if it, you know, whether it be someone playing football, weightlifting, martial arts, yep what it is um we'll do that and it, and kind of any sales that we've done um in terms of um i think probably 90 to 95 percent of our sales um have come from uh caucasian people um they they love us you know they love they love us and what we're about and every single penny doesn't go into anyone's pocket it just gives us the opportunity to launch other campaigns mm asking anyone for help you know if we want to do an outdoor event indoor event if you want to hire something for charity 
if we want to do X, Y, and Z. No one's getting, everyone's got full-time jobs. Everyone's doing well. Um, everyone's got families. Um, this isn't a business. This is something to, it's literally something to help all of our community. Yeah. Again, we, we are corporate job villains. We do support Aston Villa, but it's, we've got, in our mind, it's, it's, we've got a bigger picture. Yeah. We've got a, a massive picture where we want to go and, and how we're going to get there. So how soon, you know, you, you um, when did the kind of dialogue with the, with the main team? So the, the, the Premier League team start coming into play where they started uh, interacting with yourselves? Um, it was probably, we've, we've had some contact with them very early on because um, I'm, I'm assuming like with, with any um, football team, they have uh, fan groups um, and you can be associate fan groups and stuff like that and be registered and be part of, part of the club in some sort of way. So we've always kind of kind of registered um, with, with Villa through their official kind of pathways. But in terms of actually getting in there, having dialogue with the staff and, you know, even probably having a bit of influence on some policies and stuff. Again, probably the last few years, as our platforms, mm. as they've seen the work that we've done, um, we've, we've kind of got more and more, influence is the wrong word, but we've, we can speak to a lot more people in, in actually the actual institution of Aston Villa. We also sit on the um, the fans board. So, you know, we have meetings with the chief exec and stuff like that, along with other fan groups. Any um, chance you could uh, tell them to which players to sign? <laughs> no, no. Or no. Where, ja- where is Jack Grealish? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no. It, yeah, we don't have that much power yet. But you know, but true, this year you go in there, then you slowly take it over. Yeah, you work it. yourself in there. Get- yeah, that's it. That's it. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it. It's been it's been a quite fast actually from where we were to where we got to in the last few years. It's been um, we've kind of rocketed to uh, somewhere now where we've we've come from not nothing but kind of no influence to quite being quite influential and having a bit of a following. Um, you know, I think the la- pre obviously pre COVID when we, the last time we went to a match, and there was quite a few of us together. Uh, we had loads of people coming up to us, trying to take this and stuff like that. How many how many members are there at the moment now, roughly? Uh, um... Again, we've we, we've got no we've got no official count on membership. We've got like uh, I don't know between three five hundred on Facebook. You know, we've got almost seven thousand followers on Twitter. Um, um, we've got open messenger group on, on, on Facebook as well closed group on WhatsApp hmm. all of them are in, in our eyes uh, members you know you can be a, yeah 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 of course it doesn't matter but we haven't got like a like you can only have an accurate account of membership if you have a membership fee you get a membership yeah. and all that and we don't have that so um, I don't know we, it's we, more of a it's more of a movement rather than a squad in that, in that way exactly yeah that's right it's, that's, uh, we we want to stand for more than just I think with the platform that we've got now we should aim to, to stand for more than just um, you know being this is our football you know if, if we can do something with our platform for the good of our community the wider community then we should and we will that, that, that's that's what we're all about we're not we're not about anything else but um, doing good 
and representing Punjabi people in the right way. You know, we don't we don't swear, we don't do you know stupid galant on the on online. Um, because at the end of the day, we weren't taught to do that. You know, you you gotta as Punjabi people, we representing our people, so we can't we can't represent our people in a negative way. Um, but at the same time, we're not afraid to tackle certain subjects or say certain things that maybe other other fan groups or other organisations uh, wouldn't be. But again, that you know, that's the, the Punjabi way, isn't it? You know, it's that it's that kind of um, that anchor that we've got. That you know, yeah. we're not we're not scared of kind of raising things to you know to to, to get the greater good out of something. So which. Um... I know it, but for the people kind of like um, tuning in, which are the, some of the issues that you've managed to kind of get over that crossover into into kind of mainstream thinking? Because I know I know one from the top of my head where you've been quite vocal about the whole Kassan movement um, over in in Delhi, um, and then and then this kind of following up from that, when you do get feedback from sort of your non Punjabi mo- uh, um, uh, members, you know what's their kind of attitude to it? So, it, the the biggest thing I would say that we've done in terms of the, the wider public is just raise the profile of Punjabi people and get people to understand what Punjabi people are all about. For even if it's something simple like why do we wear turbans? Why does someone wear a turban? You know, we've done a couple of um, kind of ask me anything type things. Yeah, uh, no judgment. Ask us anything, and we'll answer it basically and we had so many people asking us basic basic questions which is fine there's no problem but it, when you answer them you're kind of educating 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 yeah. and we do that regularly we bring up stuff like the Kassar movement um where you know we've probably um alerted people that would never have known and we we have because we've got we've had messages saying you know what thank you never have known this if it wasn't for you guys you know it's crazy what's happening da 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 what can we do to support X, Y, and Z? Um, to, you know, we got that much attention from it. We had to release a um, Kisan t-shirt and flag, um, which all the money from that goes to MLSS. You know, um, so when people do say, well, "How can we help? How can we help?" That will be direction to, to to help us. So help we're us. just just so that is so Midland Lungar Seva is the charity that you that you uh, partnered up with on that. And where can yeah. people get those um, uh, th- that merch? It's uh, PunjabiVillains.co.uk. So just go to the store option there, and um, as well as the you know the Punjabi Villains merch, you um, Aston Villa merch. But that's where you can find the, the stuff as well. And all it goes to um, MLSS. Yeah, I think it's a really good point that, and you know, um, a really good example around the whole Kassan stuff, what you've done, because I think what's uh, very striking, especially um, my experiences uh, from Aston Villa looking at it, is that the match day attendance is not necessarily reflective of the whole area of the or the whole fan base. And I know that the club in itself has done, made a lot of effort to try and diversify the audience coming in, and, and you guys, alongside Punjabi Spurs and Punjabi Wolves are kind of like leading examples of that in that way. Yeah. How far do you reckon that might go? Um, there's no limit really to what we can do and what we can achieve for someone on a match day experience in terms of getting more brand faces in the door, um, getting 
the normal fan to kind of get themselves familiarised with with us. <laughs> so it's like when now, if someone, if there's a couple of lads that had Punjabi villain t-shirts on around Villa Park, they automatically have um, a lot of the crowd think, "Oh, look at they're they're the, they're the Punjabi villains." Straight away, it's an icebreaker. Straight away, yeah. They can come up to you and you can come up to them and, you know, slowly, slowly, you can build up a friendship in that sense. So, you know, the main thing is that kind of familiarity between between one another in, in a match day. Aston Villa Foundation are doing some really, really, really good work. I think they're leading the country in a lot of work that they do, to be fair. Um, they always talk to us along with other um, groups, LGBT group, um, that, you know, there's uh, villains together. Um to, to see how they can engage with the local community because like you said the local communities it's it's all brown faces there's you know um but in the crowd it's probably 95 percent 90 percent white um so you know that their kind of viewpoint is look how do we get how do we make villa inclusive to everyone how do we want uh, how do we get everyone wanting tickets to go see aston villa you know not just um not just the traditional fans <coughs> how do we get the kids around the corner to, to support us because they they support Man United they support Liverpool you know but they should be our fans and they work with us and other groups to kind of say look how do we do this how do we do that and then you know that that's how we can engage with um, with the club to, 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 to try and make a difference um, and on our end it, it benefits us because obviously the more Punjab is in the crowd the you know the, the more comfortable you'll feel Let's be honest, you know. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, I think Villa are doing really, Aston Villa are doing really good work in terms of trying to engage um, with um, the minority guys. Um, and we are a, a cog in that machine, I guess. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, when you, I think you kind of alluded to it at the beginning of the conversation, uh, the, the incident which kind of propelled you lot onto a, on a on a on a higher level just just are you able to just share what what was going on at that point yeah yeah so um we it was a season that we signed um Nakamba and uh, McGinn I think McGinn might have uh, been already signed the season that we signed uh, there's a midfielder called marvelous Nakamba um um uh, black guy black player and you know what, I can't even remember who we were playing, but what happened was um, the day after we played A team, I can't remember who it was, um, there, so a, a clip went viral, and the clip was Villa Kids at half time um, singing a chant about um, Marvelous Nakamba. But the chant that they were doing says, uh, suggested that McGinn was Nakamba's master. Um, so connotations of slavery, basically. Um, and the clip went viral. It blew up, that clip did. National headlines, national news, uh, blew up on social media. The kids were getting death threats. X, Y, and Z, right? Um, but then when we saw the clip, we we didn't see hatred um, and we didn't see kind of animosity, that evilness in someone's heart um, doing a chant. We just saw a bunch of kids um, having fun. You know, and and it was half time, so they were just they were just pumped up at half time. I think we were, and um, 
we didn't see like um, NF behavior or anything like. It was just just a bunch of kids having fun. So a tweet saying, "Look, um, obviously we understand what it's like. We understand the tweet was uh, the chant was racist. We understand what it's like um, being minority people dealing with racism. But instead of condemning these kids, which everyone was doing, they were they were getting all sorts of threats." hatred online i go instead of condemning these kids let's try and educate them let's try and tell them what they did wrong let's try and um, show them how they could have um, not been in that situation and, and, and dealt with it basically it was along those lines about so they so they were they were just basically they weren't uh, realizing the connotation of the chant it just seemed like they were having fun and just saying singing along and just didn't realize the consequences of of their words of what, uh, what, or what people would be taking it. Exactly, right? So they were just singing, and all of a sudden this happened, it blew up. So we released this tweet, and you know, our tweet blew up, absolutely blew up. Um, we had, you know, national kind of uh, um, reporters retweeting it, and media retweeting it. We had all the media reach out, DM us, can we interview you guys, da, 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 X, Y, and Z. And that, that, you know, it was quite overwhelming then because that was the first time that's ever happened to us. Um, but yeah, then you needed a spokesperson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you go from being anonymous to say, oh, shh, oh bloody hell, who, who are we yeah. going to face? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but what happened is one of the kids' dads um, found our tweet and he reached out to us. Um, he reached out to us. He messaged us and he goes, a nutshell version, he goes, um, look, I've seen your tweet. You're the only people out there that are trying to help us and extend a friendly hand. Everyone else is 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 um, the one that kind of kill us. Um, is it possible that we can have a chat? So we go, yeah, of course, no problem. We talk to him, and I think there's about twenty kids, all friends that went, friends and associates that went to the game that day from Birmingham. Um, I think it was Fulham, um, something like that. And um, they went down and the kids didn't know what they were saying. They didn't know that. They didn't put two and two together. The whole uh, McGinn's is master, Nakamba's a black player. They didn't put two and two together. They just, they just heard a chant at Arsenal and they repeated that chant just putting in the Villa players. So they heard Arsenal with the Arsenal players um, and they just swapped the Arsenal players, put two Villa players in, said the same chant. Right, really simple mistake. Um, so he reached out to us and we kind of kept everyone updated on um, social media, saying, listen, one of the dads reached out to us. We're going to try and meet the kids and X, Y, and Z and blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, Villa were doing the same thing. They were trying to, obviously, because the kids were season ticket holders, they were trying to do things on their end. Um, and um, cut a long story short, uh, we met with the dad and his son um, I think a, a lot of the kids were scared um, to meet with us, so they didn't. Um, whether that be kind of, you know, scared of what the media would say, whatever else. Um, we, um, BBC wanted to make a documentary about it. They came down with their cameras, but um, I think, understandably, the, uh, the kind of uh, family didn't really want to be filmed or anything like that, so they, they couldn't really use the footage. Um, but we had a meeting. We, we had a meeting with them, um, and we just explained to the kid like 
basically when you say these things, when you say stuff like that, even though you think it's okay, you see those people over there that haven't got white skin, they're going to really get caught up about that, you know? Um, and we explain to them where we've come from, how we came to the country, the things that our granddads used to get um, abused with, our dad used to get abused with, um, the kinds of things I used to say, them us growing up, what we went through growing you know, you know, when you, I was saying to the lad, but when you look, when you're kind of living your life, you're living it through a person that's never been through um, prejudice, prejudice, right? But I go, you know, when when we live life through our eyes, we encounter this kind of stuff every day. But not, it's funny because not only do we um, open the kid's eyes, even his parents were saying, oh my God, never even knew that. Never knew it was like this, never knew it was like that. You put it in perspective. Um, and because it was a chant about a black person, one of our boys, one of our brothers, uh, J- um, Jason, um, who's um, a, a black guy, a season ticket holder Villa, he came down and he kind of broke it down from his point of view, you know, the black community's point of view. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know that was it. And, and you know, I'm still in, I'm still in contact with um, the dad today. Um, and it's all good. So you know, the, you know, for, for for us, that kid is, um, he's just he's been educated in terms of what we could have said to him. So it was almost like in terms of the the incident. Do you feel that if people are really scared to talk about these things, um, you know, from an education point, because it feels like the easiest thing to do is just go out and condemn and condemn and condemn. But yeah. then that doesn't really help solve the problem. At, at that no. point. Can kind no, of, no. You can just see it now, especially on social media. It's becoming more and more apparent. And, you know, with the, with the whole uh, kick it out campaign and uh, taking the knee, um, you could just always, you could see some of the arguments in the background, you know, flaring away mm. and almost getting distracted from what the actual point is about kind of re-educating, re-educating people in order to terms of saying, there's only one direction this is going to go. Educate yourselves and come with us. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I think you're right. I think people are scared um, about it. But we're Punjabi. We, we are Punjabi people. We've got compassion. That's one of our things. We have compassion for people. So when you've got empathy and compassion for someone, you, you try and see the good in that person, right? Mm. Automatically, what we would do is try and see, okay, is this person... Look, don't get me wrong. Some people, you're not going to help. Some people are bigoted they're racist you don't want to help it you, you're not going to change their mind you're not you're not going to try you're not going to try and educate those people but when when you can see someone that's either misguided or just needs a little tweak or just can hear it from your point of view you should always try and do that right because you know if you might never ever see that person again ever in your life but if they run into another brand face they'll think twice because of the conversation that you had mm and the other person right and as Punjabis we should always see the good in people first we should always try and help first right that's how we've been raised um and I think that was a, a good example of what you're supposed to do in terms of education rather than clickbaiting um you know clickbaiting uh, something some a tweet that's um gonna get loads of likes saying condemning someone or you know yeah because the pressure would have been on you guys to actually jump on sorry forgive the point yeah. jump on that bandwagon to say yeah. yeah they're wrong they're wrong but yet you went you swam against the tide didn't you in, that way 100 that's what makes us that's what makes us different i guess um pv um we we don't we don't follow fashion we don't follow the crowd 
you know, um, we we always try and do the what's right, and it's not any, again, it's not any one person. You know, we discuss these these types of things in our group and say, look, you know, what do you reckon? And we all come together. We we all kind of make a decision, and, when, and generally speaking, we always think pretty much the same. Mm. And, and yeah, you're right. It, it would have been really easy just to say, oh, you know, look at these bloody idiots and X X Y and Z, but we haven't been raised like that, and we won't raise our kids like that. Mm. We raise we raise we've been raised to see if we can help someone first. What are they about? Can we help them? Can we make the situation better? All right. If we can't, we can't. It's fine. Mm. But Please give it a try first. And we're, we're not scared of going the, the grain. You know, we're not scared of the, the hard path, you know. So, so you know, on, on some of the, the, the lighting notes, so did, did Villa then build up a little bit of a dialogue with you guys to do that jointly? Or then what happened after that then? Yeah, so Villa met with them separately um, with... Um, kind of West Midlands police, the football unit type thing. And they've done the whole official thing, you know. Um, but we talked to, at that time, we, we, we had talked to Villa about the different, just about the whole education aspect of it. I think that was quite, it was quite a new concept for um, people. Did you find out that they were lacking the, the club in itself? I'm not just saying pointing out Villa, because I reckon it's going to be the same for a lot of, lot of teams out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say so, because... A club is very black and white in that sense, right? Um, they're going to say, oh, what happened? Are you using the wrong? You're banned or here's your season ticket. Give us your season ticket, right? The, a lot of clubs are like that, but that did start a dialogue of saying, look, you know, let's re- rehabilitate these, these people. Let's try and educate them. Let's try and do that. But that the culture of education, I think, went straight through the whole club. The staff, the stewards, the, you know, the, uh, the board members, everything, that, that type of, okay, let's educate everyone so we can be in a better place. So whether they used us as an example of, of you know, it, this works, so let's try it. I'm not too sure, but changes from there definitely were made um, um, at, at Villa for sure, because, you know, we're in contact with Villa, so we know what changes were made. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's just, um, you know, it's really interesting in terms of, like, it had to take such a negative incident for a lot of positive positive outcomes to happen so do do you get a chance to like you know obviously at this point in in, uh, meet any of the players are you able to kind of do joint workshops do they go into the communities yet or is that something that's something down the line well we had big plans for covid um we're in contact with a few of the players um but COVID kicked in and it kind of just dampened everything, really. Couldn't do anything in terms of, you know, what we wanted to do. Can't go too much into it because we mm. probably do it. Um, but, yeah, we're in contact with players and, and the players are really good. Um, they're, they're willing to to work with us when whenever they can. We sent um, one of the Villa legends, Ian Taylor, a Punjabi Villains t-shirt. Um, I saw that. That's on, on Yeah, on yeah he, he was loving it. And the main player that we're in contact with, the, the, the main superstar that we're in contact with is uh, Arjun Reiki. Mm. He's um, a young Punjabi lad playing for Villa. Um, he dominated Liverpool when he played. Yeah, yeah. Tore him apart. Dominated him. They um, had to put their first team out Yeah, against kids. Exactly. 
And he's playing in a really, really good Villa youth team at the moment. Um, they've, they've got some really, really quality players. And he's a starter. Right? He's a starter. I played to him and he's a really, really good kid. Um, he's a really, really humble kid. And he's got no ego about him. So, you know, he's... And we're fully 100%, 1 million percent behind him. You know, we want to try and give him as much bump as possible. Because what is it? One of 0.2 players or Asians in the Premier in, in football or something. Yeah, I mean, why do you think that is though? You know, you've talked quite uh, heavily around, you know, Desi mentality, Punjabi mentality. Yeah. I think it's kind of an easy, easy excuse that people say, oh yeah, we concentrate our kids on to go into like, uh, uh, into red brick jobs, like, you know, doctors, pharmacists. But you've played with them. I've played with them. You've played against them. South Asian players, particularly Punjabi players, that you think this guy is going to make it, and somehow that's not reflective. Yeah, like if you look at the Premier League, they they're signing players from all over the world, and being Punjabi shouldn't make any difference. But why do you think there is just that represent lack of representation? I mean, to a certain degree, it is the whole kind of conveyor belt thing, you know, education. Um, get married, have kids, have a family. It's more, it's more of a stability thing. But I, I truly believe that, like you said, we've played with these players that you think, oh my God, this guy is unbelievable. But there is, if you go to the scouts, if you go to, you know, the, the clubs, they're still very, some of the parts of the clubs are still, still very old fashioned. There's still that systemic racism in uh, football. So if, if you've got, a white kid and a Punjabi kid, right? The Punjabi kid has to be at least two times better than the white kid before he gets picked up. That's 100%. So that's not, obviously, that's not actually factual. It's more of the experience. Of course not. It's more of the experience, the chances are that, that people... 100%. This is my opinion. This is my opinion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, is my, this, this is just my opinion, right? You have to be extremely, extremely good to get over anyone else. Um when you look at the scouts, they're, they're like probably what, six, mid 50s, 60s, um, still come from that era of the 80s and the 90s. Again, this is all my opinion. So you've got that factor that that kid has to be really, 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 really good. Um, you, the talent's out there. The, the, of course it is because football's been popular with that community for what, since the 70s, 60s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've had great players since then. Since then. Um, there's a whole host of things. I mean, like you said, work, getting a base in this country first was the most important thing. All right. And then when the base was there, um, you know, getting your kids sorted out and then getting them into sports. Yeah. You know, you, you could do that. But the other element is, um, is everything fair on the other end, getting picked up by scouts, getting into clubs. Is it fair there? I don't know. Yeah. I think it is, but... But how many how many actual Punjabi or uh, or South Asian scouts are there as well? Because yeah, good, good point. Because good if point. They, because if they're gonna be if they're gonna be changing that system and they'll say okay, then fair enough. Let, let's as as a scout movement, so to speak, they'll say yeah, let's get more South Asian scouts in. And there's there's no one there. I mean, we've just had the the two uh, the two lads who have just become referees, and yeah. you know they're gonna be that many up uh, and uh, going to becoming into referees. I think that would be probably the same around the whole scouting. You'll see loads of people doing the level ones and doing all the kind of training stuff, but then yeah. that goes into like 
domestic desi football with the uh, you know your Birmingham tournaments, Warsaw tournaments, all of these yeah. Wonderwalts and uh, yeah. some of the other teams that, that are right there. There's been there's been a a real big push in the last I would say probably five to ten years of um, Asians going into coaching, running their teams really professionally. A lot of money has been pumped into Asian football and stuff like that. But I've had conversations with people in the FA, um, Asian people, and they've said that there's so much red tape to get anything done, to get anything done properly um, and pull through is um, almost impossible. So if you want to improve the pathways for Asian coaches and Asian teams to, you know, get courses and go on courses and stuff, it is available, but um, to kind of really make any type of difference is, is quite hard. Um, come on, because there's so much red tape involved. But with that being said, there, there are a lot more qualified Asian coaches now. A lot more, a lot more um, kind of uh, players are getting coached properly. Um, they're, they're treating their bodies a little bit better. So that has that definitely has been improved since since when we were young, when we were at um, school or uh, college. There was no one that was FA qualified when we were growing up. No. Or if they did, they, it wasn't known at all. Really. It wasn't known, yeah. right? That, you know, you could eat what you want, do what you want. And but I think I, I remember when at uni actually, when you when you when you said it was like as soon as everyone's really skillful up until about eighteen, then the whole dissy diet kicks in. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Bacardi, Bacardi, mixed grills, all of that, and then all of a sudden that same player that you think, oh my god, this guy is gonna make it. This yeah. is about three stone high, it's three stones it's three stones heavier and ready to get married. <laughs> it's true, man. It's, it's so true. And we, we all knew we all knew more than one guy like that. He was like, Oh man, you could have made it. What happened? And he's next thing you know, he's, he's got three kids and a and a motochoto with it. <laughs> so yeah, I mean it happens, it happens, you know. Yeah, but I mean hopefully you look at the end of the day, I, if you was to say have PV got a mission statement. Um, our mission statement, our, our kind of main objective as PV is to get a Punjabi kid through the doors at Villa. That's our main kind of objective. So whatever we, whatever doors we can smash open, whatever we can, whatever bridges we can build throughout the of our existence, our kind of main objective is to get a Punjabi kid um, through the doors. I and mean, hopefully, Arj, I mean, Arjun will make it, mm. and he, he's going to be like an important figure uh, nationally for all Punjabis because. Yeah. He, he will make it and, and people, kids can look up to him and think yeah yeah you know what? he's made it I'm going to make we, it we've, well. seen, we've seen some of the impact like Jan Danders then is, is another guy who's been like he had a massive impact yeah yeah massive you know he's, he's breaking down barriers and doors and that, and that side and now we've seen it with Arjun you know yeah. at Villa hopefully we'll start seeing it more and more just going on to kind of the first team what have you made of him this season I mean the 11th at the moment so this is probably the highest they'll ever get for a while yeah I mean what it is you've got it Villa are quite frustrating at the moment um, where they can't they, you think they're going to do go on a really good run and then they just lose the next game and and that's just because of the player quality that we've got at the moment but you've got to put it, things into perspective two seasons ago where were we last season where were we you know we, we survived by the skin of our teeth last season I did the champions as well uh, yeah so exactly so seven seven two yeah so you know, you've got to put things in perspective. We're on the right course. We've got owners that are willing to invest. And I heard that they're quite rich. So, you know, hopefully money won't be an issue to get to get players in. And I think with with the premiership 
the longer you stay in the Premiership, the more you can spend. You know, because yeah. they play. But I think they're getting rid of that, you know. Well, I don't know. I think it's been a bit of an awkward, it's been a bit of a weird one because the the impact of what COVID's had with empty stadiums, etc. Yeah, it's really hit the market. So I think we're a bit in uncharted territories. So I think this mm. transfer season, this this summer is going to be really important to find out how have teams actually been affected because on paper. Mm. Uh, United, for example, they need three or four signings, definitely three, ideally four. Those players are available like Haaland, Mbappe and all of these ones who, who you know, if you're playing championship manager, not football manager, the original championship, you'd be like, yeah, we've got to sign them. But they nev- they've got the money. Will they spend? Liverpool are going to spend if they're going to kind of, you know, wipe, wipe the season away and go for it. And you know City are going to spend. City got a chance of signing Messi, Haaland mm. or Mbappe together. And then, like, if they do, you might as well forget it for a little <laughs> while again. You know, what I mean? just, you know yeah. because it, it is what it is. But with Villa, it's almost like trying to do it the old-fashioned way of, like, blooding the young the young team. Yeah. Having that mix of experience and young and young team. And I think yeah. 11th is probably is midway, which is actually kind of personifies the actual, the movement, what they're doing now. So, be yeah. next, it'll be next season, which you'll you probably see. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think top 10 for us this season is amazing, considering where we come from. Now that we've got youngsters coming through, and we've got a manager that plays the youngsters, we've got uh, youngsters, we've got Ramsey that's played first team football, and we've got a few more on the brink of playing first team football. Mm. Millions if they come good. Um, and then we just need probably a centre mid, striker, uh, and a winger. Probably defender as well. So it's a whole new team. Uh, yeah, it's it's probably about five players um, of the next level up. But again, it's a building process. So coming up to the Euros as well, the, do you think uh, somehow we'll, we'll see a, a presence of Punjabi villains there? Are the Euros are, are crowds? No, no. I'm saying like because you, you obviously got you've got a domestic presence now. You've also, you know, are you building on like a European international presence and that? Is there any kind of plans in, in dialogue with FA or any? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So we're part of, uh, we're part of a bigger group called um, Up and England. Right. Up and England are groups like ours that have all got together. So you've got uh, Derby, Rams, who have, it was their idea um, to, to launch this Punjabi, uh, sorry, Up and Villains. Up uh, and Albion, Wolves, Spurs, um, Groups, not just the Punjabi groups. You got um, uh, Bangla Bantams. You know, you got you got all groups up and down the country um, that are part of Upper England. And again, their objective is to get more minorities into England games. You know, to get them into Wembley to watch England games and this, that, the other. Um, so yeah, so we're part of, we're, we're part of that. So you know, keep out, keep a lookout for any kind of. Uh, Zoom sessions or anything like with Up and Albion, a few uh, PV members in there. Mm. Uh, yeah, so Up and England, that is okay. So, in terms of kind of like winding it down in, in that way, um, is there a um, what's the six, the next six months uh, looking like for P, uh, for the uh, Punjabi villains? Um, just to go on as we've been going, really. I mean, once things once the country opens up a bit more. Um, then we'll, we'll have some big plans. But for now, it's just trying to help people as much as we can from, from a distance, I guess. Um, we managed to raise um, over 10 grand for um, the Kisan movement um, just a few months ago. Um, we've raised, we've done a couple of campaigns before that. 
And so it's that type of thing. It's I mean, we, we get a lot of people messaging us to help as well. So it's just, it's just kind of being positive, um, having that Chadikala uh, attitude, um, helping people. Um, and then when it comes time to kind of really, when the country opens up, we can really, really put on them. We can we can uh, host events and and do them real good. You know, um, get get um, some solidarity between Punjabi people and all their communities together. The wider public, what Punjabi people are all about, because we do all the work anyway. Yeah, we do server every day. We, you know, we help everybody. We, we, we do everything, but we just haven't got. The, sometimes we haven't got the platforms to highlight that to, be, to the commoners, the common, you know. And hopefully, uh, PV can can be by using their platform to to raise the profiles of these people. But yeah, for us, we're just going to keep going and doing what we do, and um, hopefully, uh, do do more and more good. Yeah, I think what you guys have done is absolutely amazing, and um, you know all all the highest praise that you know that we can give, and any kind of support, regardless of what your team, who you support, you know, we should all be kind of uniting and backing, uh, you know, the, the these movements for in, in, in each of the clubs. So, money, this is this is called the bandwagon. So, this is an opportunity for if there's anything on a on a anything you want to raise or just kind of this is your this is your chance to. Listen, man, I'm related to you. I can raise a lot of things. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna cu- I'll cut it around at this time, in it. So we'll, we'll, we'll no, no, like, no. I just I just uh, I'll echo your point. Um, last thing for me, I'll just echo your point is it doesn't matter which team you support, anything like that. We're Punjabi first, and then it's our teams afterwards. Mm-hmm. So as long as we can always help each other, regardless of um, what team you support, whatever else, um, remember that we're all one community. We're all uh, we're all in it together and we should all, we should always help each other no matter what and, and bump each other up when we can as well mm-hmm. let the egos and bump each other up as much as you can yeah yeah, yeah. all right Emily I'll all right, uh, see, you, see you later mate all the yeah, best yeah I might see you later yeah alright see you later yeah, see bye you. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.